Speaking of leagues around the world, uh, Singapore, there's a league there, and our good friend Aurelio Vidmar, former uh, Adelaide United uh, coach nowadays, uh, well, coaching Home United there in Singapore, thought it would be a good idea to catch up just to see what the landscape is over there. Uh, Aurelio, always good to talk to you, mate. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hi, Dom. Travis, how are you? Hey, Vidi. Yeah, good, mate. Um, of course, uh, you're there with the uh, baptism of birth with your new club. You have uh, now. Did you start the season before the ban came in, or what was? What tell us the situation? Uh, yeah, it's been a little bit of, um, of a rocky start, up and down start. We meant to have played uh, Brunei, uh, who play in this competition as well, um, several weeks ago, three weeks ago, but uh, because of the the um, coronavirus issue. They didn't want to travel, so we didn't play. We didn't start our first round. Then we played uh, our first game and drew one all. And then we had to wait another 12 days until our next game, which was last week. Um, and um, yep. And then because all, all games up to this point have been played closed uh, behind closed doors. Uh, but then last night, because now we have a two-week break because of the original international window. Um, so we decided to have a friendly game last night and after we finished a friendly game, uh, a message came out from the FA and the government that uh, all sport is going to stop and so is training. So, um, yeah, I think it, it was in, inevitable anyway. Um, so that's what's happened last night. So just getting off the field for a moment, uh, you obviously uh, uh, know what's happening here in uh, in Australia and more importantly in your home state of of South Australia, what is the situation in uh, Singapore as far as uh, the people? Are they are they roaming the streets? Uh, is there a, a lockout? What's going on over there? No, well, when it first started, late December, uh, um, January, they didn't muck around here. They put in uh, some uh, initial measures uh, to combat the the virus, and uh, it was quite normal and as you probably have seen with the amount of the infected people um, and death, there's only the first two deaths were here last week um, and there were some um, two elderly people which are a little bit more vulnerable um, so it was just the norm here and the people were going about doing their own their own business um, and that's been the, the same way up to now and I think we, we've here, I think there's about six or seven hundred infected people um, over that period. So it's been really that's slowed everything down here right from the from the get go. Uh, you can't enter. This was also late, mid to late January. You couldn't enter a, a restaurant, a bar, a gym without your temperature being taken, without you filling in your your details, your name, your address, and your phone number for potential tracing later on. So those measures were all in place, um, as I said, mid, mid to late uh, January when they first got their first few cases. Uh, what happened now is uh, I went out back into the city this morning and after those new measures that came out last night, everything was absolutely normal, like nothing has happened for them, and uh, which is a bit of a concern because, uh, as you know, in the next few weeks, <laughs> yeah. that will probably get worse. And, and, and then... Um, a, a new phase of uh, of different measures will be put in place, and that can potentially be uh, a lockdown. 
What about the? Uh, I mean, and I think every, I think, I think every country will be. You know, obviously, we know Italy and and, and Spain and Korea, etc. China had already gone, or or are in the midst of that lockdown um, measures right now. But um, I just think that's what is definitely going to happen here sooner rather than later. Yeah, it looks inevitable. What about the uh, Singapore? One of the uh... Uh, busiest airports in the world is that is that shut down as well? No flying in and out. What's the story there? I'm not sure at the moment. My, my family were here a few weeks ago, and uh, when they departed, um, when uh, they left, we had a little scroll through uh, the jewel and and whatnot, and it was absolutely empty. So um, yeah, and it's uh, as you've probably seen as well. Um, there's a, hardly any flights going out anymore. Uh, Singapore Airlines have almost probably 90, 95% percent uh, uh, stopped, cancelled all their flights. Uh, Qantas also, as we know, uh, in that same sort of uh, situation. And uh, Emirates has uh, cancelled every single flight, so nothing's happening there. So uh, it's uh, very difficult. Um, and the uncertainty is that no one knows what's going to happen. And, um, you know, I have also now deciding what's going to happen here, whether... I come home, but I can't get a flight to Adelaide or there's nothing around for Adelaide. Um, I could potentially go to Brisbane, but that would mean 14-day isolation in Brisbane before I could even think about getting home. And then I'm home, there's another 14-day period where you have to be in isolation, so it becomes quite uh, complicated. Absolutely. Uh, that that was my next question, actually, uh, in terms of are you thinking about coming home? Has the government given any indication on how long sport is going to be stopped for? No, uh, they don't really make a, um, a lot of quick decisions. Um, the only information we had so far is that um, until April 30th, everything's um, been um, put to a stop. So we had a meeting with our management from our club this afternoon um, discussing options. Uh, and so the options are um, we totally stop and do nothing or we continue to do some individual training or group training, small group trainings, because uh, part of those measures now is uh, groups of less than 10. So we had a discussion whether if it's even possible to you know, stagger in uh, three or four groups during the course of a day to uh, do a little bit of training, as difficult as it is, at least it keeps them ticking over. Um, that's what we think right now is a reasonable plan, but we have to put that forward to the, um, to the FA, and then the FA probably has to get consultation from the um, Ministry of Health. So it potentially could be, yep, it's okay, or potentially absolutely not, and then every, everything stops. What about uh, life there in Singapore before the uh, standstill has, uh, has stopped everything? Uh, firstly, have you been enjoying it? And what about the standard of uh, football in uh, Singapore? Um, yeah, it's been quite good. Um, obviously, you've been here a few times yourself, Tom, in Singapore. It's a really nice city, really clean city easy to get around and um, that's no issue. The football is very, very different. Very different because, um, one, you have to contend with uh, playing on artificial turf, which, um, although they're used to it, I'm I just not a fan of it. 
Uh, then you have to deal with uh, players in the squad, and we're not the only team. Just about every other team has got the issue where players can get uh, between the ages of 18 and 22 can get called up to national service, and that's at any time. Um, you have to play. You have to play three under 23 player local players in your team. Um, so we've 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 done that, and I don't have an issue with that. But one of those under 23 players now has been has received a, a letter from the army uh, for national service, which for him begins in May. So uh, wow. so now the the issue goes if he decides to go, which I think he wants to go because they have to finish it sooner or later. That means that I would then have to find another under-23 local player to play in that position, which we don't have. So there's a lot of, of those, <laughs> a lot of those issues uh, wow. that you just at a profession at a professional level you just uh, you don't have to worry about. But um, as I said, all the clubs here in that same situation. We're fortunate; a couple of our younger guys have already finished their national service, which is good. But they're not fullbacks, so. Um, <laughs> Yep, we've certainly got some concerns moving forward. Um, and again, and, and just getting them to be... Uh, they're, they're very um, introverted. Uh, most of them have got introvert, introverted personalities. Uh, you know, they don't speak up. Uh, they just do whatever they're told, and sometimes that's okay. But, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of feedback coming back the other way, which doesn't happen. So you really don't know where they stand, uh, and, that, and that's the way they've been they've been taught. They've they've grown up like that at school um, from the very young days uh, to their adult age. And uh, anyone who's senior of them, it's uh, there's a, a real ranking um, with the hierarchy here as well. So that becomes um, becomes a little bit difficult. Yeah. All right, uh, Vinny, uh, maybe we can talk all day, but we are running out of time. Uh, and before we go, we just want to uh, send you our condolences. Uh, we know that you uh, lost your mother a, a couple of weeks ago and frustrating for you, you weren't even able to come back to your own mother's funeral, which uh, would have been pr- pretty frustrating for you, Aurelio. Yeah, thanks for the message, Dom. Uh, yeah, it was very difficult. Um, I... She passed away a few weeks back and uh, because the coroner wanted to do uh, an autopsy, it took a little bit longer than normal. And then uh, when everything was cleared from the coroner, um, we organised a date for the funeral, which was last Thursday. And I was on a flight on Tuesday night. But if we remember, Scott Morrison called the um, 14-day isolation period on that Monday, or actually that Sunday afternoon when I first heard it. Um, and I tried everything to, you know, for um, to try, trying to come back on compassionate reasons, but um, government of health didn't, uh, said, no, it's absolutely not happening. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to travel uh, because I would have been stuck at home for 14 days and not been able to go to my mother's funeral anyway. Um, and that's the way it is. So it was very tough. Uh, the good thing was I managed to get a live stream um, of the funeral but it's yeah, it's not the same as you know and uh, it, it became very tough watching that. Yeah, I bet it was. Well on behalf of everybody here in South Australia to you, Tony and, and all your family mate, condolences and uh, again uh, Aurelio, always good to talk to you mate. You look after yourself and uh, good luck mate. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you guys. Stay safe.